Hello, and welcome to this podcast, where you will hear about breakthrough innovation and technology in uncovering the mystery of our microbiome and the potential impact of the current research led by Biosordia Microbiomics. Today, Ross and Nihad are breaking down what it takes to mine our microbiome, why scale matters, and the implications, including accelerating the discovery of cures, carbon capture, and the environment. Join Nihad, a strategy consultant, the Predictive Index certified partner, and the CEO of Aquence, and Ross, a successful innovator and the founder and CEO of Biosoria Microbiomics. Ross holds 75 patents worldwide, and his recent major innovations include an R&D 100 award for collaboration on biopolymer technologies. In 1998, he was awarded the Ernst and Young Ohio Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Additionally, the U.S. Small Business Administration honored him as their National Business Person of the Year in a presentation by Vice President Al Gore. In 2009, Biosordia was awarded a $6 million ARPAE U.S. Department of Energy R&D grant for its algal harvesting technology, which helped develop Biosordia's drug discovery platform. Now let's listen for great insights on how AI and technology support academia, accelerate discovery, and what this means for humanity. Hello, Ross. Really happy to have you here today with me. And the reason for that is we want to shed some light on the breakthrough research you've been leading at Biosortia. So before we take a deep dive, let's first talk about your impressive background. Nayetta, it's so great to be here today, and thank you so much for including me on this. My pleasure. You and I met, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, right, on LinkedIn, and we had a couple of meetings since, and I was like, okay, how come we don't know more about this? The world needs to hear about this. So uh, the purpose of this podcast is really to shed some light on this uh, fantastic research and breakthrough innovation that you've been leading now for for some time. Terrific. Well, I, I really, really appreciate that. And I think one of the reasons people don't know about what we're doing is in the life science world, there's lots of specialists you have to really drill deep into a topic in order to advance a topic that's been researched for potentially decades and decades. So there's not a tremendous lot of space for let's say generalists within the life science world. Uh, Certainly you've got the microbiologists, the chemists, the geneticists, they need to be experts in order to advance their field. With that, that ends up eliminating cross-functional abilities to advance technologies. So we come at it from a different perspective. When you look at my background and our team's background, my background has been environmental science, industrial engineering, uh, being involved in the medical imaging business, the video and compact disc, technologies, then molding technologies, plastics technologies, biofuels, bioplastics, a real diverse area that includes science. But we think in my world, industrial scale, we think how do you get at something or make something in mass? When I think about the 
life science world, all their basic research is done at a lab bench. And at a lab bench, a sample that's 100 milliliters is a big sample. In our case, we're not talking about 100 milliliters. We're talking about 200 million times the starting quantity to find something that exists in such small quantities. Now, that's not where life science has been. They really have been focused on the smallest sample possible to tell you the most information possible. Well, I'm here to say you can start with a much larger sample, concentrate it, do things with it to where you can actually see what is currently invisible to researchers. An example of that would be what's going on in human blood. What I can tell you is there are tens of thousands of small molecules made by our gut microbiome that science has no idea what they are. And out of those tens of thousands of small molecules, only 140 of those are known. Now, if we could uncover tens of thousands of these unknown molecules, we might find markers for diseases, Alzheimer's, metabolic diseases, inflammation, immunomodulation, cancer, neuro-CNS. The body is telling us things and creating these things that could be modified to treat diseases, identify diseases, or potentially even provide cures and even with all the advancing technologies right now, again, we only know of 140 of the small molecules that make up 90% of the small molecules in our blood is coming from that microbiome in our own gut. Huge, massive opportunity to uncover the secret cell-to-cell -cell signaling that occurs not just in humans, but throughout biology. Outstanding. So scale matters. You answered my question, right? Scale, scale matters. definitely matters. And um, our basic understanding, us, you know, very with our little understanding of the microbiome as, you know, people who are experiencing day-to-day -day high levels of toxicity, we know that there is an issue, right? We have allergies more than ever, sensitivities, skin disease, cancer. Um, so we really need to do better as a society. Um, for example, I was joking with a friend uh, who said that uh, his mom used bleach for everything. So I explained that I had the chance to grow up in a mid-century modern home and play outside with dirt. He said, you're certainly healthier than me. So I believe it has something to do with the microbiome, right? It, it does. And, and a lot of people don't realize this, but we truly are a microbial world. We wouldn't be here today without those first microbes billions of years ago, basically evolving and terraforming Earth. We were a basically a hydrocarbon atmosphere unsuitable for life. 
And it was the microbes that brought the oxygen on, that created the clean water, that allowed everything to ultimately evolve to where we're at today. So for billions of years, microbes were the dominant organisms on this planet. Today, we wouldn't think of them as dominating this planet. But even today, microbes dominate the planet. In the human alone, we have 40 trillion microbes, not even counting viruses and phages. So we're in a situation where we only have 30 trillion cells. Genomically, we've all heard we have 23,000 genes. Our microbiomes that live in and on us throughout our body externally and internally, more than 22 million genes. So we're dominated genomically, we're dominated by numbers. The planet has more microbes by weight than all other living organisms combined, including plants and animals and fish and birds and insects. The reality is more microbes exist by weight if you don't count wood or woody biomass. You can certainly count the green plants and microbes outweigh it, and they interact with every organism on the planet. So if humanity wants to get at this hidden cell-to-cell signaling secrets, we're not only going to be able to impact therapeutics and healthcare, but we're going to be able to impact the sustainability of agriculture, the sustainability of our planet, whether it's carbon capture, whether it's reducing red tide or toxic algae blooms, whether it's shellfish poisoning, whether it's advanced energy, all of these opportunities, the secrets of what goes on in life are still hidden from us, even though many researchers study genomics and chemistry and microbiology. The new world will take all of those technologies as tools, and we'll start to uncover what these unknown, very relevant small molecules do. And then we, as researchers and product creators, will put these new products in place to solve problems. Fascinating. This is fascinating, Ross. And um, I, I can't wait to find out more. But my question to you will be, what is what is it about Biosortia that makes a difference from an innovation perspective? I understand that you're leveraging AI to mine the microbiome, but can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing differently to have that uh, access at a higher scale? Excellent. Well, I appreciate that question because that is the game changer. Microbes in the natural world are virtually impossible to get until we came across an invention and advanced it. Our invention, which allows us to grab microbes in the kind of quality and quantity to where it amplifies through our processes so we can get at these actual small molecules. That technology we invented was originally funded by ARPA, the Advanced Research Projects Agency of the DOE, had follow-on funding for biofuels in DARPA and the US Air Force, and we just got our first NIH grant. 
So the capability to capture microbes in the right quantity and quality, we've solved. We can do that. Now we're seeing so much novelty from this capability that we're using machine learning and AI to sort through, compare it to other known molecules, so we can prioritize the molecules, let's say for new antivirals or new immunomodulation, let's say untreatable asthma or other kind of conditions like uh, autoimmune disease. We would believe that the microbiome is so connected that there's molecules that could be cures or markers or ultimately targets. That's the opportunity that AI and machine learning brings to it. And as we detangle this, it means we end up getting knowledge that can connect back to the genomics because we know the actual molecules made and we know the activities of those molecules. So we're bridging other technologies, other specialties and bringing them together to make their capabilities really useful in mining the microbiomes. Fantastic, that is fascinating. So if we had to think about your, uh, the best partners, right, to make this happen, you know, because we are, you're providing IP and data for breakthrough research and right. perhaps cures. So who would be your, your partners? Is it um, Big Pharma or is it other innovators that will understand what you're doing and build on that? We believe that it's going to come from a diverse group of researchers that have problems and have opportunities. So we can foresee that we're gonna be working with sustainability opportunities. We can see that we'll be working with national labs. We'll be working with academic universities. Researchers typically take up a focused belief of what they can do. And as they focus in on it, they need potentially our molecules to solve the problems they've identified and the targets they've created. This extends also into pharma, into agrochemical, and into cosmetics and longevity. So all of these areas have opportunities and they need new molecules that nature has made that man, humankind, can advance and improve to be the next generations of cures, treatments, and opportunities to improve humanity. That is fascinating. So Ross, if we had to focus on where you are right now and your positioning in the market, what would you say, where would you say you are? We're early in the extent of getting the kind of interaction and support. Like I said, we just won an NIH grant. We're working with a, a highly respected national lab to submit some grants earlier this next year. Um, and we're seeking the kind of support from institutions, whether they're for-profit or non-profit, to help us advance this technology forward. The good news is we've already done the core work of getting microbiomes. Now, 
we have that, we can do that. We're working down the pathway of enhancing machine learning and AI so we can sort through the material and build the links to data. And then what we've got to do is ultimately work with, uh, let's say industry that wants to solve a problem. We would love ultimately working with a group that is looking at neuro CNS. Uh, opportunities to solve areas there. We want to work with a group on immunomodulation, immuno-oncology. Again, the microbiomes of the world create the kind of cell-to-cell -cell signaling that directly relates to those opportunities. Same thing with agrochemical. The reality of it is there needs to be better next-generation focused herbicides, pesticides, potentially plant stimulants, uh, all of those opportunities will come from the microbiome. Thank you, Ross. Um, I think for the sake of the audience, it would be great if you could expand a little bit on neuro-CNS. I think everybody is comfortable with the term, uh, you know, uh, immuno-oncology, but neuro-CNS less. There you go. Uh, we're talking brain. Um, so we know that there's signaling that occurs through the vagus nerve, which is uh, a basically electronic signal from the gut to the brain. But what we also know is there are tens of thousands of small molecules that exist from the gut microbiome that we have no idea what they do, and they easily pass through the blood-brain barrier and do things. So those kind of opportunities directly relate to the brain, whether it's uh, psychology opportunities or the opportunity to impact um, you know, what ails people in that manner, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, other types of issues that quite frankly, there's never been a good assortment of treatments and cures for. That's why that area is such a, a, a strong opportunity. When you look at uh, neurodegenerative diseases, uh, whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's Huntington's, whether it's Parkinson's, there is no doubt the kind of chemistry that's going on in the body matters. Everything relates back to chemistry. Someone may stand over here and say, everything relates to the genes. Well, I'm here to say that the genes and the DNA are made up of small molecules. If you wanna slice it and dice it and, and change it, it's small molecules. Those are the kind of things that interact and ultimately turn things on, off, up, or down. It's those small molecules. And the secrets of the small molecules have not been able to be obtained by all of the technologies that we currently have. That why is why it is so critical to mine the microbiome and go orders of magnitude deeper than we've ever gone into the hidden chemistry. And what I will say is we're not gonna do that analytically. Analytical equipment is where it is at on this scale. If you tried to improve that one order of magnitude, it would probably cost humanity billions, maybe tens, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars. But at the other end of that scale is start with more 
material. We've solved that problem and our advancement is not one order of magnitude. It is six to seven orders of magnitude over existing technology, meaning a hundred thousand to a million times deeper and better at understanding the hidden small molecules of the microbiome. To put that directly in perspective, today's technology, if you looked at how advanced it is today, it can find an unknown small molecule in an unculturable microbe. Let's relate that to finding a quarter on a basketball court. Our technology will be able to find that quarter in the state of Rhode Island. That's how advanced our technology is. That's impressive. And Ross, I am uh, very happy that our audience will have access to this. I am myself digesting all this information. It's fascinating. If we had to focus on Biosortia as a as a business, of course, and pushing this breakthrough innovation and research and access to more information. Um, what's in the cards in the short and long-term? In the short-term, we hope to execute at full scale. We hope to work with 400 researchers simultaneously in academia, in biotech, in pharma, agrochemical, cosmetic sustainability world. That's our goal and objective. To do that, we've got to be at full execution, and we're trying to pull together the resources to execute at full scale. Now, interestingly, it doesn't take a lot for us to execute at full scale, and we get tremendous leverage. I can work with researchers that are trying to solve problems and bring them molecules to test. That's where we're going to be. And that's important because that's leverage. We're not going to do the things other people do well. In academia world, they do things very well. In industry, they do things very well. And they can develop and advance products. We're going to help them find those small molecules, improve those small molecules, and make sure they're great starting points for next generation products. And I'll be bold enough to say that once microbiome mining starts to take off, which could happen in the next year, 10 years after that, there will be more new products coming from this capability to mine the microbiomes than all other technologies combined in life sciences. Now, that doesn't mean these other technologies will be rendered useless, they're all critically important to advancing the mining of microbiomes, the genomics, the chemistry, the microbiology, the ability to culture synthetic biology. Uh, all of those things really will matter in microbiome. It just ties it all together along with machine learning and AI. Russ, I thank you so much for the great insights. Um, and I'm also happy to be able to share this with our audience and shed some light uh, on all the breakthrough innovation and research that is happening and that we don't hear about. So I hope we will be hearing more and more from you and from Biosortia in the near future.
we're going to work very hard to make sure this moves forward. Humanity can't continue with all the issues and all their problems without adding new tools to the toolbox to solve these problems. This is a major opportunity to add a toolbox that helps us create a better future. So I'm excited that we could tell the story. I look forward to engaging with some of your audience in order, find, in order to find ways to move this into the mainstream. So thank you so much. My pleasure.